This is episode 47 of the Can I Be Earners podcast. Back from my little hiatus. I'd like to welcome you to today's episode. Um, hey, listen, let's just get right to it. Uh, it's a few more episodes remaining before the end of the year. This episode will primarily focus on the aftermath of Election Day 2020. Uh, as of this current podcast, Joe Biden is in the lead. Um, there are a lot of votes unaccounted for at the moment, so there's still a slight chance of President Trump uh, serving a second term. We'll find out maybe within the next few days, weeks, months even. Uh, I'm hearing this can go as long as January, uh, right around the inauguration time. So we'll find out. I have my popcorn ready, my feet up, and I'm sitting back like the rest of you guys and just awaiting this production uh, because that's what it's become, if you ask me, over the last few years. Um, and I'm, I'm just at the point now where I don't know if it's worth investing all of my energy and strength in two candidates uh, in their mid-70s who I know aren't going to make the changes you know, that are deep down inside feel need to be made. Uh, Why do I feel so confident about that declaration? Simple, because the presidents before these guys, before Trump, before a president you hopeful like Biden, haven't done a damn thing either. So, yeah, there have been laws passed over the last few terms uh, that have greatly affected the American people. But I'm talking the changes that we know will shake this country at its core. Those are the type of changes that I'm looking for. And I'm, I'm just not quite sure if a president can do that alone. Forget the House of Representatives. Forget all the congressmen. There's, it's deeper than that. And the changes that I'm looking for personally, I just don't know if, if it's worth getting hyped over when Election Day comes around. Why continue to fall for the okie doke? It makes no sense. And I, and I watch it year after year with people getting hyped up and news coverage uh, spiking up on, on, on president hopefuls and Democrat, Republican, left, right, red, blue. It's, it's just tiring now. It's tiring. So rather than invest my time and energy into all of that, I just sit back. I just sit back and some may think I'm part of the problem because of that attitude. But, you know, things don't just happen overnight. This this is this is a buildup. This is a buildup. You know, I've been I I was greatly affected, greatly bothered, uh, scarred even by the 2000 election with George W. Bush and uh, Al Gore. That bothered me. And I haven't really recovered since concerning politics. Because I, sh- I, I, I witnessed the dirty part of the game. And it was blatantly done and nothing was done about it. Al Gore just walked into the sunset, never to be seen and heard from again. Very sporadically over the years, but you get my drift. Out of sight, out of mind. He bowed out and, and took it, took the loss when the election was clearly stolen. There was some trickery involved. And that was 20 years ago. 
And we may be witnessing a part two of that this t- this time around. Because you best believe Donald Trump's not going to go out without a fight. He's trailing right now. He's not going out without a fight. But thankfully, that madness is over. That madness called Election Day. It's done for now. Uh, everyone can take their flags down and, and, and stop getting so worked up over two aging men who really aren't going to make a difference. For the better, at least. This is the first time in my lifetime where I've seen flags of Donald Trump and, and a presidential hopeful being raised atop of, of rooftops and, and cars. And I've never seen so many flags in my life. Suburbia, USA, you go through certain neighborhoods and there's Donald Trump flags just waving in the wind. A few Harris or Biden Harris uh, flags that are very minuscule in size. These Trump flags are Olympic size. Just waving. People are proud. People are happy. They've drank the Kool-Aid. They're on that Donald Trump train and there's nothing wrong with that. They're entitled. But I've never seen so many people invested in the president before. Ever. And that's a telling sign. When's the last time you saw George Bush flags back in those times when he was in office? Obama flags, Bill Clinton flags. You didn't see that stuff. Bush Jr. You didn't see that. Bumper stickers was the thing of the past. If you supported a candidate or, or, or the president, you threw a little bumper sticker in your car or you wore a little pin around election day around, you know, on your clothing. And that's it. You kept it moving. People are waving flags 365 on their front lawns. I'm witnessing it every day as I drive around. It's insane. People really are invested in presidents. Thinking that they can really make a difference. And again, I haven't been here long enough on this planet, but I've been here long enough to witness this, that there hasn't been a president in office since my arrival on this earth that has really shaken this country to this, to its core. Making changes that really matter for the betterment of everyone. I hadn't seen it. I've seen attempts. I've, I've, I've researched history. There were presidents who made attempts and usually it doesn't end out too well for those guys. So most of these pres- presidents and president hopefuls, they, they tread lightly and they, they make a couple things here and there, a couple tweaks here and there, but it's just never enough. And four years is never enough. And keep in mind, there's only been one president to serve one term in the past 35 years. And that was George H.W. Bush. Everyone that came after him has served two terms. So I fully expect Donald Trump to get a second term. Uh, again, he's trailing. Not sure how, how it'll turn out, but I think the numbers will work in his favor at some point. We're, we're still kind of in this whole pandemic mode, and it, it's rare to see a president switch during a crisis. 
I think there's a comfort level with certain Americans where when things are getting rough, you kind of want that guy who was already in there to figure it out. But so many people are, are anti Donald Trump right now where who knows? Who knows? So let's just sit back. That's the most we can do. I, I've never seen people get so hyped for election day. Four years from now, if Joe Biden is in office, <laughs> yeah, I mean, would there really be much of a, of a change? Think about it. Just honestly think about it. Just think of the track record of our presidents. There's always been a point in time where the Democrat or Republican was in office where there was a division with different ethnic groups. That's been that's been since the inception of America. Police brutality, all that stuff, all that stuff has existed long before Donald Trump. You think Joe Biden's going to improve that? Stop it. You could be an optimist. That's fine. But let's just think about it realistically. It just doesn't work that way. So. Believe it or not, I'm not even that upset about Election Day. Or the, the, the two guys running. I'm more upset at someone who knows me personally who decided to send me a text on Election Day. So here I was minding my business on Election Day. Something I do best. Just laying in the cut, staying to myself, very quiet, doing my own thing. And I decided to tune in to the news coverage, eh, maybe around nine o'clock, something like that, 9 p.m. I spent most of the day just ignoring everything because, I, again, I don't want to get caught up in the hoopla and all the hype. Uh, my phone was pretty quiet. I got one text asking me to vote, and that was from my dad, which is quite all right because I discuss politics with him uh, every now and then. Uh, I, and I've been doing it since I can formulate words. It was okay, and it was expected, and it was a little emoji, uh, something to laugh about. It wasn't anything too serious. But for the most part, phone was quiet, not much noise going on at home. We're just going to wait for this to, to, to go by and, and, and keep it moving. And then I got a text a little after 9 p.m. with the following. Did you vote was the question asked to me. And instantly I felt beads of sweat materializing on my forehead and anxiety build up and all this stuff started to happen. Ernest, get a hold of yourself. But I was bothered. The text bothered me. Why? Because it came from someone who I usually don't discuss politics with and haven't for 20 years. It's just just not what we do. The conversations are never about politics. So for an out of the blue text asking if I voted, it, it just made me sit back and wonder, what's this really about? Being over analytical, you just you're, you're constantly overthinking. So I'm honestly overthinking those three words. Did you vote? What could this be about? We don't discuss politics. I didn't give an answer instantly. I sat back, thought about it, thought about even ignoring the text and just whatever, letting a few days go by. But I replied, it's a simple yes or no. But the answer is yes. But I didn't vote 
because of the reasons you feel I needed to vote. I voted based on my thoughts and understanding. So one could assume the text came through because this individual is so fed up with the country and, and, and what Donald Trump has done, where the more momentum, the more friends who say yes to that question, the better they feel. Nine times out of 10, the friend is going to favor the Democratic side. That's just the assumption, because this individual's friends are probably going to think like this person. So if we think like this person, chances are Joe Biden's going to be in office. But you got to know me better than that. It's not that simple with me ever. So, yes, it was a simple yes or no question, but I'm not going to give you a response like that. So I responded saying yes, and I responded saying that I'm more focused on the local elections. The guy that I wanted to win, he dropped out. He got my vote, but he dropped out. So I flipped the question around and I and I said, hey, listen, you know, we this is not usually a conversation that I have with people. But since you asked me, uh, did you vote? And the response I got was, of course, as if I should have known they would vote. But how would I know this when we don't discuss politics? It's one of those conversations you just don't have. It's like asking how many partners you've had or or what your salary is. You just don't ask. It's taboo. Um, you may not like the response. The response may make you a little uncomfortable. There are some people out here who are open books, who are willing to you know, voluntarily give you information and it'll still make you uncomfortable. So there's just certain things you just don't ask people. I don't care the, the length of time you've known them, their, you know, the history involved with the individual. If it's not the core of your conversations, then you kind of just keep it to yourself. You keep it in-house. There's only a couple of people I discuss politics with. And even these people didn't ask me if I voted. With the exception of my father, no one hit me up asking if I voted. Why? Because it's just something we don't do. One day the conversation may arise and we'll discuss it. But on election day night, no. So it bothered me. And again, I could be over exaggerating some, but you guys have to understand. It's deeper than did I vote because I'm so eager to get Donald Trump out of office. I may not share the same thoughts as everyone else. Quite frankly, I've said it before. I don't have a fight in this. I don't get caught up in it because I don't care for neither candidate. I just don't. I don't drink the Kool-Aid of, of the media. I do my own research. So you grow up through the public school uh, system. You get fed things, some truth, some lies. You seek a higher education through college. And then there's a, a such thing called self-education. And I've learned more by self-educating myself than I did during school. So when you know things, you just happen to know things and some things you keep to yourself. So I keep a lot of information that I've gained over the years to myself. Why? Because we get labeled. We get labeled nut jobs, conspiracy theorists, you know, tinfoil hat wearing people and 
flat earthers and we get all these kind of labels just because we seek understanding outside of the uh, curriculum from school or outside of the agenda from the from the media. So that's why I stay away from politics when it comes to certain individuals. And this is one individual that if I discuss some of the things I've learned, they give me the side eye. Because that's not what they subscribe to. They subscribe to what the news tells them and what the newspaper tells them and, and all that other jazz. So that's why I was bothered by the text because, hey, two years ago, you didn't ask me if I voted. Oh, well, we only vote every four years. Incorrect. When there's local elections, I never received a text. I didn't receive a text four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago, because we don't discuss politics. So it just threw me off to get it on November 3rd, 2020. Why all of a sudden? And I'll tell you why. It's because this individual, along with everyone else, they're so eager for change, as if change will really make a difference. Well, if I think this way, I'm sure my friends think this way. Incorrect. I don't align myself to any party because they're all the same to me. And I know I'm not the only one with this opinion. But hit me up every two years if you're really that concerned whether I voted or not. Because the local elections are equally important, if not more. A friend of mine who, who's heavily involved in politics schooled me on that years ago, how important local elections were. And he was right. And also what I'm amazed by is some of the local officials that are running for reelection, they're more engaged with the, with the everyday person. I, I get constant emails from one of my uh, Congress guys asking and it could be a generic email but it's fine but he's asking what can i do for the betterment of, of our county our township what can i do what are some of the things that that concern you so that makes me feel as if my vote counts that it really matters because he's hitting me up personally these guys on the big stage aren't doing that this is a this is a show it's it's wrestling you saw the debates. You've watched the debates over the years. It's, it's, it's one big show. So, again, don't ask me if I voted. It's none of your business. It, it really isn't. And it doesn't mean you're more informed because you voted and the next person didn't. Everyone has their reasons. Everybody exercises their right to do whatever they choose to. There's a lot of people who don't vote because they just aren't convinced. And if you feel they're part of the problem, you could be wrong on that. And I get it. Some people get really caught up in the whole, all oh, my ancestors voted, they died, or they died for a chance for us to vote, and my family's always voted, and that's fine. I respect that. But don't disrespect the person who doesn't vote. Because everyone has a reason for their actions. Some people just sit on their hands and don't care. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who are really uh, deep thinkers and can give you, you know, a legitimate answer as to as to their actions. And not that you deserve of a, of a response either. But in this case, yes, I did. Mystery person. But don't believe the hype. Don't think I voted like you voted. So 
that's what leads me to believe the question was just silly. There was a motive behind the question. That's why I'm so glad this is over with. You see the division it causes. Just a simple did you vote tax can cause <laughs> it can cause division. So let's just sit back, await everything. Um, politics is it's politics as usual. This this waiting game is going to be hilarious. I remember a time when you would find out the president the next day. Nowadays, it's it, it can take weeks and months, and it's just theatrics, man. Enough. So we'll see what's up. Hopefully by the, uh, the next episode, we'll have a winner. Thank you for tuning in to the Can I Be Earnest podcast. And if this is your first time listening, I'd like to welcome you aboard. On this podcast, we'll discuss any and everything from trending topics, sports, old school favorites, my disdain for human beings, and plenty of personal pet peeves. You can find the Can I Be Earnest podcast on most digital platforms. And if you're feeling a bit generous, kindly subscribe and rate the show, preferably five stars. That way we can all grow together. So sit back, prepare to be entertained. And once again, I thank you for listening.